0: Hello, Rue. Hello, Nick. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm very good as well, thank you. Excellent. We should set the scene for listeners. Uh, Do you have a drink in front of you? No, I am drinkless on this occasion. Drink free. I've got some Barocca. Some Barocca, okay. (laughs) Nice. One extreme to the other in my house.
0: Yeah. No, I was going to be sat here with a nice cup of tea, but um, time ran out.
1: Well, we're recording extra early this week because you're going away this weekend, aren't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're going away for a... Another holiday on Friday, so kind of gets in the way of our recording schedule. How have you been this week? How are we doing this week? We're doing good. Lauren has been teething quite a lot and been Mm. quite a bit unsettled. And then a couple days ago, a tooth popped out. Wow, top or bottom? Uh, Bottom. Front, bottom. Wow, that's super exciting. You've won the teeth. We've won the teeth. And in fact, number two came through today. Oh really? Yeah. The the
1: the pair of it, the two bottom ones. The two, now.
0: yeah, the pair at the front. They're both just there, and they're really sharp. <laughs> so yeah, no more sort of soothing her with your finger in her mouth, or at least if you do, make sure you get it round the side, not not front <laughs> and centre, because that hurts. Ouch. So hopefully that's going to ease off the teething for, mm. for a little bit. You know, give Those her, are often the first two to come through, aren't they? The bottom front. Pair. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I can't remember what, what Toby said. Joe did check, and actually Toby's came through, I think she said, in week 23. So that's, and um, we're about week 25. So Toby's came through even earlier than Lawrence wow. did. That's
1: really exciting. We've got a uh, slightly teething Oliver, but no teeth yet.
0: Mm-hmm. We'd be interested to hear for anyone who's, yeah, what were your experiences for the first tooth?
1: Yeah, did um, did it help as well? Did it mean that then teething pains went away for a while? Hmm. Fingers crossed.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So what have you been up to, Brew? Well, this week I've installed stair gates in our house. Ah. The idea being, now that he is crawling, and crawling quite quickly, uh, we wanted to make a bit of a baby prison. Mm-hmm. So we've got one on the living room to stop him from coming into the kitchen. So there's now a nice, safe baby space in the living room. And uh yeah, the upstairs uh is, is now a safe place where he can't accidentally go downstairs. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's uh that was good fun. That was a bit of a dad ops thing, getting the old screwdrivers out and having a having fun with drills. So you've but, actually uh,
0: these are actually fixed to the wall once. Yeah. Okay. Thoroughly
1: screwed in. Screwed in with screws. Yeah. Uh we were also hoping to put in place a fire guard around the mm-hmm. log burning stove. Um, it's obviously not in use at this time of year, but yeah. when it comes to the winter, um, he'll well, he's already paying quite a lot of attention to it. He likes crawling up to it and mm-hmm. trying to trying to touch the nice shiny window. Right. Um, so yes, that's going to have to be covered up and and made safe. But the um, the thing that we were hoping to put around it, the sort of big metal frame thing, was just completely the wrong size and shape for it. So mm-hmm. we're still on the lookout for a suitable fire guard thing. I seem to remember that the one in your house is like a nice small discreet.
0: Yeah, it's quite a slimline one. Um it's not a big boxy one. And it so it does mean it's quite close to the fire, so it gets warm but it certainly mm. doesn't get hot. Okay. Um but then we've always when we've had the fire on when Toby was little little. Well, let's see. So he he was born in August and I remember that first winter when he was about 6 months. It wasn't too much of an issue because he wasn't moving. But then we also ran out of logs midwinter and just couldn't get hold of any. So we didn't really use the stove much that winter. So then a year later, when he would have been a year and five months, obviously he was much more mobile. I think by that time, for most of the summer, well, yeah, most of that year, we would have had a footstool in front of the fire. Mm-hmm. So the fire wasn't really, you know, it wasn't necessarily a focal point that he was aware of, if <laughs> you see what I mean. In the it wasn't room. something that yeah.
1: got his attention so much.
0: Yeah, that's what. Sort of, and also, even when it was off, we always, I think, made sure, um, yeah, you know, that he wouldn't. When he would go up to sort of bang on the fire guard, mm. yeah, you know, we we would discourage that. Yeah, um, that that
1: wasn't a, an allowed thing yeah, to be doing. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Even, you know, even when the fire's not on, just so it didn't mm. become yeah. a habit. And obviously, now for the last couple of winters, Toby's been old enough to understand, and he's always been very good at keeping away from it, and we'll see what happens this winter with Lauren.
1: So yes, it feels very nice to have Fort Knox uh, properly mm. set up at home now. He's he's safely ensconced in the living room most of the time, and uh, yeah, it, it's quite surprising actually how, how quickly he's gone from commando crawling on his arms to mm-hmm. properly getting up on his hands and knees, and almost trying to stand actually like he's, he's not right. quite there yet but definitely um getting up on on all fours um, yeah. and trying to straighten his legs it's it's quite kind of cute to watch
0: he's gonna be cruising cruising along the sofa before you know it
1: yeah some of our nct friends who are obviously all born around the same time some yeah. of them are slightly older and um yeah that we've, we've had the first couple of uh friends who've got got into cruising mode which is a word that i've heard you use before but it's kind of walking but with support like leaning on things and Bouncing off sofas and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, it, it's that just using whatever <laughs> whatever comes to hand to keep themselves upright as they go around.
1: Is that the time in their lives when uh, what I think of as a brick truck suddenly becomes like a really valuable thing?
0: Yes, a walker type thing. Um, yeah, you're certainly nearing that point. Yes, that's going to be a whole experience because I can remember some of the fun where when the, when the walker's full of bricks, as in the wooden bricks, not house mm. bricks... It works well, but if they've emptied it, then all the weight's wrong. Oh, right. So it doesn't hold them up. You know, they'll sort of lean on it, and it'll just slip out from under them, and they'll go face-first into it. So So you need ballast inside. The... You need ballast to keep it up. and uh, Or you go for... I'm sure there are more advanced things these days than sort of the traditional wooden brick truck that, that we've got. Um, <laughs> no, you can sort of picture the... You get all sorts of the plasticky sort of race car ones or all sorts of things but uh um yeah suddenly the, the, the one we had which was literally just a little you know, thing on four wheels tray of bricks with a handle at one end that they can lean yes on. yes yeah that, hard plastic wheels that go over your toes yes so that's the sort of thing you'll be needing soon looking forward to that so now you've got the stair through, Rue, how are you finding just that fact you can't just freely move yourself from room to room and now you've got a gate in the way?
1: Oh, it's completely irritating. <laughs> it's the worst thing we've ever done to our house. And actually, I'm leaving them open most of the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to take a while to form the habit of closing them.
0: Yeah. Baby dance! Well, Rue, we've had quite a bit of correspondence. Uh, we've had a number of emails, in fact. We have. Thank you to our listeners for getting in touch.
1: Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've, we've got a few a few letters, a few questions, uh, a few tips and, and tricks
0: to pass on to people. So we had an email from Rob Kurd, who writes, As a bearded father-to-be, due date August 18th, i found the podcast to be a wealth of information which has certainly given me a better understanding of the roller coaster ride on which me and my partner are about to embark. The plan is for us to have a home birth. Not sure if we've been somewhat naive as it's our first. I'll let you know how it all goes. My girlfriend, Claudia, has been eating six dates a day in preparation. Apparently, it can help shorten the time in labour and reduce the need for induction. Not sure you've heard about this research. I'll let you know if it has any effect. I recommended the podcast to the fellow dads at NCT, so hopefully a few more listeners for you there. All the best, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Yes, thanks, Rob. And that's interesting about the dates. i would not heard that before. Um, I think of all the various things you can eat. I think pineapple is one people say helps
1: Often used for the very late stages of pregnancy when mum's due and you're bored of waiting. Pineapple's said to be able to trigger the, the labour.
0: Yeah. So just, just looking at the, the abstract of this research, apparently the women in this experiment who consumed dates had significantly higher mean dilation upon admission compared with the non-date fruit consumers. Mmm, interesting. So for this particular study, I mean, it's, it's published... I assume this is a reputable journal. It's, it, we'll link to it in the show notes. Interesting. Anyway, August 18th, I think you said, the due date. So that's a couple of weeks from now. Good luck. Good luck to Claudia. I hope those dates help. Do let us know. We always like to get the, the baby news from all of our listeners.
1: And from an expectant dad onto a new dad. we had an email from Aaron Ashmore. Uh, Aaron uh, writes to say that baby Oscar was born in May and he has a few tips that he thinks might be useful for expectant dads during the labour and when the newborn arrives home. He says, don't just have a plan A, have a plan B and a plan C. Expect the unexpected and try not to have a strict birth plan as things might change due to necessity. Do what you think is right in the moment and whatever keeps mum and baby safe. Pack biscuits and a portable phone charger in the hospital bag. And he says that their phone ran out of batteries and it was really useful to have a phone charger. Um, he has a brand called Pebble, which I haven't come across before. Um, my, my personal one's a Power Monkey uh, which is probably a bit old-school now, but he reckons for about 15 quid on Amazon you can get a portable battery power... You know, mm-hmm. a, what's what's the thing I'm looking for here? Like a... A battery pack. Battery pack a battery it. pack. That's the jobby. And that turned out to be a real lifesaver for them. He goes on to talk about looking after mum. He says it's the dad's job to help as much as he can. It's the small things that will make the biggest difference. So running a bath to help soothe the pain, getting glasses of water from the bathroom because breastfeeding is thirsty work, watching whatever she wants on TV... Working together and understanding that at times she may not be 100% in control of her emotions when tiredness and hormones kick in. Enjoy sleep while you can, he says. Seriously, go to sleep now. Have a lie-in. Go to bed at 9pm. Make the most of a seven-hour stretch of uninterrupted sleep because it will soon be a thing of the past. My life, he says, is now just a series of naps. Uh, And I think we've both been there, Nick.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Last tip from Aaron. He says, take videos, not just photos. Due to babies being relatively inanimate beings to begin with, there doesn't always seem to be much point to film, but I'd recommend taking videos where possible, even if they're just being winded or during bath times. I've got hundreds of photos from the first week, but only one video. I think that's a really good point. I've, I've tried to take uh, a short video every week or so, but yeah, it's definitely um, one that I, I probably didn't do enough of in the early days.
0: Yeah, I, I really can't think of any videos we've taken. <laughs> it's, I think we didn't do very much with Toby and I think I've managed to surpass it with, with Lauren this time around. Um, and it
1: is really weird, after only just a few months, looking back at those first couple of weeks and just how different they were. Mm. It's uh, it's kind of, um, yeah, kind of a bit surreal, actually, looking to see how, how small they were when they very first came out.
0: Yeah, well, even we were flicking through the photos on Joe's phone we got to the photos when Toby was Lauren's age now. And it was funny just remembering. It's sort all of brought back the experiences. Yeah. Thanks for that, Aaron. Do stay in touch. Any more tips you get, do send them in. It's always good to have real tips from other people.
1: Yes, very much so. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you've got your own tips that you'd love to share with other dads, uh, you can drop us a line at podcast at
0: And we're at beardydads on the Twitter. Beardy Dads! Hello Rue. Hi Nick. So here we are sat in your living room. Yes. Uh do you, do you want to explain to the listeners what we're doing?
1: Well we've got some friends
0: around. And uh I've just
1: I've just got the loom bands out. You've got the loom bands <laughs> up,
0: yes. You've been introducing us all to loom bands. Because so, yeah, we were we talked about them briefly, I think, in last week's show. We did. And it's escalated from there for you, hasn't it? I've got I've got
1: now a big box full of rubber bands and hooks. Uh, and, and S-clips I don't have any C-clips No, no C-clips No C-clips, yeah
0: And you call yourself a uh, professional <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's
1: good I'm, I'm properly into it It didn't take long um, I find with hobbies that I tend to immediately descend into You go
0: hard, don't you? <laughs> Probably <laughs> Yeah Yeah. Okay, well, I've made a, a lovely little blue and yellow loom band bracelet thing That's good, that's a fishtail It's a fishtail, is yep. it? There, we've yep. got to get the name right yep. Um Yes, and I, I do intend to be passing this on to Joe as a gift. I think she'll like it. I, I hope she would. So, as a hobby, can you see the appeal to eight-year-old boys and girls? I can see the appeal to me,
1: a thirty-five-year-old man. So, I can definitely see the appeal to an eight-year-old girl. I mean, this is—it's creative. Yeah. It's satisfying. You can you can see progress really quickly. Yeah. It's one of those things where if you get it wrong, it's very obviously wrong. So there's something quite nice about. Continually getting it right and coming up mm-hmm. with something that's... Your, your story last week about selling a dress for hundreds of thousands yeah. of pounds, I think I think we maybe distracted ourselves with financial imperatives. Right. But actually having something nice and thinking about a friend and giving them like a little friendship bracelet.
0: Yeah. It's lovely. So you can give your sort of BFF. Yes. A nice little fishtail yeah. wrist bracelet. Your bestie. Your bestie. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to have experienced this <laughs> in part so I, I feel I can engage with my... Seven-year-old nephew, um, a bit more. Is he into loom? He, he's very much into. Limb-based. Oh, he's the one who introduced you. To he's it. the one who, who, I wouldn't say introduce. He's the one I first came across, but he didn't really show me all that could be got out of sat there mindlessly looming. <laughs> I mean, is that
1: the verb? Do you loom? Is that the? I I think so. Yeah, I think you loom on a loom.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, and you can have a monster tail loom, a monster tail loom, or a okay. rainbow loom. There's lots of different looms. So I, I think this is quite nice. You know. As a service, previous episodes we've focused a lot on babies and mm. those first few months. Maybe we should be branching out into trying out activities for kids. Are they wholesome? Are they worthwhile? Are they worth doing? Like, you were going to introduce me to Minecraft. Minecraft we should is do that. definitely going to have to come up, as yeah. is Kerbal
1: Space Program.
0: Kerbal Space Program, okay. Yep,
1: that's definitely for another episode. Um, I think Loom the bit of feedback that we've had about them since last episode... Um, is basically keep them away from smaller children. Right. So babies would find them very fascinating and would immediately want to eat them. I, th-
0: I think those warning labels saying danger contains small parts. Yes.
1: It's which definitely often, true here.
0: Which we, we've got a ball, you know, an inflatable bouncy ball that's about, I don't know, 10 inches in diameter, and it has printed on it, careful contains small parts. <laughs> it's blatantly not true. It's not, it's an inflatable <laughs> ball that's bigger than the child's head. But. Loom bands that, yeah, it is just basically a big box of small parts. Risky business, yeah, yeah. Little
1: babies um, definitely would, okay. would be uh, advised not to go anywhere near them. It says on the packet, is it, is it eight and up?
0: And I yeah. i am sure that I've seen seven-year-olds yeah. and six-year-olds really into into this yeah. already. I, I also like in this particular box you've got, it does have the blurb, as seen on YouTube. <laughs> As, as a stamp of quality it's, it's a mark of a yeah. trustworthy product trustworthy product because there are videos on YouTube about it well we should do some more kids toys reviews in the future
1: yes let us know what your kids are into
0: yeah or maybe something they're not yet there something they've expressed interest in you're not sure do we need to sort of road test it on your behalf that'd be fun that could be yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, let us know hobbies that you think
1: might work or ideas that you've had for things that are, you're, you're nearly ready to introduce your kids to. Yeah, good
0: stuff. Fun. Great, well... On with the show. On with the show.
1: Baby Dads.
0: We also had an email from uh, Ryan Duffy a little while ago now about videos. There's a company called Laura's Little Film Company that offers a couple of different services for dealing with videos of your your kids. Um, either Laura will come to your place and create a video and actually film and edit the video for you or you can send send them as much raw footage as you want and they'll edit together for you so um she's based in richmond so clearly if you live abroad then you're probably going to be more interested in sending her your raw footage
1: we think that's richmond Greater london rather than richmond virginia
0: i i held off qualifying it because I, I wasn't entirely sure but yeah
1: well i'm I'm basing it purely on the the tld of the website so it's laura's little film uk. Oh, there you're
0: you so web savvy Roo. you're quite right i'm on the ball yes so laura's little film uk. sounds interesting we'll link to it in the show notes if anyone's got any experiences of that or any other similar sorts of um tips i think we've mentioned before um tips for dealing with videos and and your photos as ever, if anyone's got anything else to add to that, do get in touch.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Please do. Uh, we've got some questions uh, for listeners, asked by other listeners. Andrew Wheaton, uh, relatively recent new father of Twins, asks, what's the best place to donate baby clothes that our quickly growing boys have outgrown?
0: That's a good question. What did we do? I mean, with Toby, we kept most of it because you know, we knew we were going to have another. So we held on to it. Now with Lauren, and sort of Lauren's now outgrowing some of the some of the early stuff we had with toby we're doing quite well for other friends who are now expecting and we're able to donate clothes to friends
1: yes we've been very lucky in exactly the same way we've got lots of other friends who are going through going through new baby-ness just after we are uh so that's working out really well if that's not the case for you andrew and your house is gradually filling up with small baby boy clothes that you're running out of space for i i don't know really i suppose charity shops but uh, it's, it's a lot of hassle to sell them, isn't
0: it? Yeah, and it, it's one of those. Sometimes with baby grows and that sort of thing, you've got to question how reusable are they. How many? <laughs> how many times have you washed an explosion out of them? If, if yeah, if you get yeah. my drift.
1: There is one tip that comes to mind, which is a friend of Rachel's made some of Oliver's first baby clothes into a toy, which was quite cute. Mm. Uh, stuffed them with stuffing and uh, made them into a little little stuffed pig. It was gorgeous. That's nice. So um, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Get get your sewing machine out and make make something nice out of them.
0: I suspect there are lots of places you could donate things to. Um, I think as we've we've said we we've had we've yet had to go look further than immediate friends. So if anyone out there has got any tips for places to donate baby clothes, I'm sure there must be some. I mean, of course, there's there's just charity shops in you know, your local town, but there may well be some more sort of specialist places to donate them. Um,
1: I'm just having a quick look on Netmums because that's where all the real advice comes from, and it looks like some people are having success with taking baby clothes to the local hospital and
0: donating them there. Right. Just doing a quick search round, there is clothesaid.co.uk which seem to be backed by quite a few people like Childline, NSPCC, Macmillan, Make-A-Wish. So, yeah, a bit of looking around. I'm sure you'll find plenty of places who will gladly take those clothes. Um, yeah,
1: but- if you get really stuck, um, maybe your health visitor would be a good person to ask. They, they probably know of some uh, some good local places.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone's got any... Specific tips on that, do do let us know. We also heard from uh, on the, on Twitter from David CJ, who's asking his wife's now in her third trimester, and they're planning a short break, maybe at a spa hotel. So, any experience tips or pitfalls?
1: I just have to check, Nick. Um, we both know a guy called Dave CJ. Is this a different?
0: This David is CJ? this is a David CJ, not not a Dave CJ. Okay, different chap. Different chap. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: so tips for planning a short break maybe at a spa hotel i suppose in terms of uh, pitfalls or things that could go wrong with that taking a baby with you
0: (laughs) will probably cause problems yeah so i think here it is the third trimester so uh,
1: oh so this is before okay so this isn't to do after they've had a baby this is yeah enjoying life before
0: enjoying life before i think just anything relaxing i think by that point if you're going to a spa, then a massage won't go amiss for mum.
1: You'll usually find that a good spa will have a special pregnancy massage on their menu as well.
0: Yeah, yes. I'm, I, it's it's all those things that um, when Jo hears this, she'll prod me for not having organised anything like that for when she could have done with a massage in her <laughs> later days. But, yeah, I, I think just... I wouldn't necessarily say any pitfalls, just... Just recognise the fact that soon you're not going to be able to go away for a nice evening out or an evening a weekend at a spa without kids in tow. For, yeah, for I mean, time. obviously, so,
1: in, enjoy it while you can. Yeah, but I'd also say if you're spending every day in the lap of luxury, setting your your normal threshold at quite, <laughs> quite a, a pleasant pace, you know, like you're, you're really enjoying life then you're just, you're just making it harder for yourself what you really want to do is up your tolerance for discomfort and sleepless nights I think.
0: Yeah, just set a recurring alarm on your phone for like every three hours <laughs> and um, yeah no, I, I don't think that that's necessarily what you want to do I would say just enjoy it I think if, it, yeah. if again, if anyone listens got any, any anecdotes and stories about anything they did along those lines then do let us know yeah,
1: what did you do? Because the third trimester is supposed to be a time when everyone's happy, your missus is glowing. It's just a really nice, nice, pleasant time. Or am I thinking of the second trimester? I'm thinking mainly of the second one, aren't I?
0: Yeah, isn't isn't come the third one? It, it everything's just getting a bit big and heavy, and it's getting all a bit a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, so I think just focus on relaxing is, is yes that is what I would suggest for you as well as yeah. for mum. I mean, yes. Yes, she's going through all the actual hard, doing all the hard work at that point, but um, yeah, make sure you relax as well.
1: Just at the end of our second trimester, just coming into the beginning of the third, we went on a little holiday to Rome for a week. Uh, which was in theory relaxing, but we did we did walk for a hundred miles over the course of a week. Um, then once yeah. we arrived in Rome, then we we had a very nice time and we uh, we chilled out in in some spas and yeah had a lot of lovely food and yeah that was a good that was a
0: good time. To be fair, though, I, I don't think you booked that knowing you were going to be no in the sort of odd week of your pregnancy. Did you? yeah that that was uh, I, I don't know
1: which which week that would have been. It was it was probably like week 18 or something it
0: wasn't it wasn't
1: too late in the day but um
0: i seem to remember yes you you had your 20 week scan just as you got back from that holiday
1: yeah yeah so it would have been you know just a fairly comfortable point but i think i seem to remember rachel was definitely suffering from morning sickness yeah um so david cj hopefully into your third trimester now hopefully that's all behind you and you'll be able to enjoy it maybe have a nice nice little nibble in a spa bit of a pregnancy friendly massage that sounds like a great thing to do
0: yeah, excellent.
1: Enjoy it. Yes, do let us know how you get on. Dad. Well, thanks to everyone who's been uh, asking questions and getting in touch with your tips. Um, we do really appreciate it. It's what makes this show work, really. Um, and thanks to everyone else as well who's, who's been talking to us and about us this week on Twitter, including Daddy2B, Lopter, Peter Fletcher, Matt
0: Smart and Relly. And, of course, thanks, as ever, to Wes West for our lovely theme tune. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. I hope you have a lovely holiday, Nick. Thank you, Roo, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.